Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amy Debrick, and I'm excited you're with me today. I'm sure most of you are getting ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow and doing all kinds of preparation, whether it's setting the table or making some sides or desserts, but I'm so grateful that you've decided to tune in today and listen to my discussion with some of my dearest friends and how we're going to be celebrating the holiday this year and how we hope to carry on traditions with our kids in the future years. So I hope you enjoy this interview and discussion as much as we enjoyed having it. Today we're going to be talking with you lovely ladies about Thanksgiving and gratitude. So uh, welcome for being on the podcast twice. Um, I'm excited to talk about gratitude this month because I think that we we do have a lot of stuff going on. Everything looks a little bit different. So I want to talk about just besides the turkey with, for Thanksgiving, what is one food or tradition that makes Thanksgiving feel like Thanksgiving to you? So we can just go, we can go in order if you want. Alice, you want to go first? What's one thing that um, just makes the holiday feel like Thanksgiving? I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm sure you can relate is the stuffing I make every year. I've made it for probably 20 years straight and everybody, anytime I go, like why well, used to host Thanksgiving. And then when Vinny and I got married, um, my mother-in-law hosts Thanksgiving, but we never broke from tradition of the stuffing. They make their own, but I always have to bring mine. So she's always like, bring your stuff in as well. And the kids are love it my mom loves it i love it and it's just um giada had a chestnut what was it it was like ciabatta pancetta pancetta and it's just an awesome recipe and i think i shared it with you maybe like 20 years ago and i think Mm -hmm. from then on we've both made it yeah that's that's one of our staples yeah forever else and i like the monday before thanksgiving (laughs) Is who's going to go to Wegmans and get the jar of chestnuts? Yeah, who's going to get the chestnuts? <laughs> we used to have to only get them from William Sonoma, but then we could get them at Wegmans. So, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Yummy. What about you, Sue? Because you sent me a recipe last night that looked delicious, and I wasn't sure if that was your, like, making you feel like Thanksgiving or that was just a holiday recipe, because we're going to share that's, recipes at the end of this. Yeah, that's more of a, that kicks off the holidays, and it's my great grandmother's fudge recipe and it's super tricky to make. And I remember watching her make it and my grandmother and my mother, and then they kind of showed me how to make it. And I have ruined, I texted you this, I've ruined a couple of pans making it. Um, and one of my, my mom wrote that recipe out, but the recipe card she has from her grandmother actually says, just stir it until it feels right. <laughs> That's helpful. That's and there's, the best. No, there's no candy thermometer. Like nobody ever used a candy thermometer. Literally you stir it until it feels right. So my grandmother and my mom showed me how to make it for years and, and to kind of understand that consistency. And it's just a different kind of fudge. It's almost like um, hard, but when you bite into it, it just melts in your mouth. And um, so that when we start making that, that sort of kicks off our holiday season. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the only time of year we make it because it's not really a locale item. But. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rachel? I love my table. So 
this is not a recipe, but a can of cranberry jelly. <laughs> I love that. Oh yes. Just like literally open the can, like slosh it out and slice. That's <laughs> and my that's mother's the only time favorite. of year I have it, but I love it. I that love was my it. favorite when I was a kid. My gosh. That's Ron's favorite. I make fresh, I have to do two. I do the fresh cranberries and then I literally shimmy one out of a can, <laughs> slice it up. And that's what everybody goes for. It's so true. I know. That is so funny. Um, Julia makes the cranberry sauce for us every year. It's just been a tradition. It's something she always made a side dish and she's always bring. She's like, mom, nobody even eats it. They eat that canned stuff all the time. <laughs> I know. It's so true. I eat it. I love it because it has the cinnamon and stuff, but everybody goes for the canned cranberry. My mother yeah. loves it. It's like a staple. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then my tradition is always Black Friday shopping the next day. Does that yeah. count? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's my favorite. Yeah. And honestly now, well, we used to before all the, you know, new regulations, but we used to go like Thursday night yeah. and Thanksgiving night. So those are our faves. Oh, that's funny. What about you, Deb? Well, it's kind of the same. So we always had the jelly cranberry and now I also make the whole berry. But that's Evan's favorite. He will ask for it even throughout the year sometimes. Um, but we always have to have that. And then my mom's stuffing. Yeah. So, and it's a very simple stuffing. It's, there's not a lot to it. Um, and she adds sausage to it mm. so, and sage. Yeah. But it's very simple. But everybody loves it. And now my brother-in-laws love it. So when I um, decided I would host this year, which I usually do now that my mom doesn't host, but when I, we didn't know if we would be able to go see my brother this year. So when that, when we decided we couldn't do that, um, and I was going to host again, my brother-in-law's text me and said, are you going to have your stuffing with a sausage in it? <laughs> yeah, no, like, okay, we'll come. <laughs> so. That's good though. I like when somebody, when people are looking forward to the, the one dish that you're bringing. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. For me, it's a couple things. So for, for sure, it's always been the stuffing. But my mom, um, being an Italian mother, which some of you on here can relate, <clears throat> I host Thanksgiving. I've hosted it for the last 20 plus years. And obviously the numbers are going down and how many people, but it used to be over 20 people. And so even though I would have everything and everybody would bring a side dish, my mom is still insisted on bringing her own turkey and her own stuffing. <laughs> That's awesome. Just because, just because she wanted to make sure that everybody had not only enough to eat, but then we could also leftovers. feed them for the leftovers. So we could give everybody to, you know, to go plates and they could, you know, feast for the next four days or whatever. So that always makes me laugh. But Deb, my mom, makes a similar stuffing to what you're describing and it has like sage and all different and it has sausage in it. So does sausage, my mom. Celery, butter. It's very simple and easy. She used but to put it right in the turkey too. Did your my mom yeah. used to stuff the I turkey. Do I don't do that. Too. She put it right in the turkey. Yeah my mom too actually I still do. I still do I make yeah. both. I put it in the turkey and then I always have a dish on the side just in case somebody doesn't want to have That's that. What I do. Yeah. And the one in the turkey is always very moist and the one in the dish is not so much. So people like both. I know. So. I know you're not really supposed to do it anymore, but I still do. And I never eat my stuffing without cranberry. So with every bite of stuffing, I have a little cranberry with it. So yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I do. I, I skip the tradition. turkey altogether. 
I like the other sides. I like, um, I actually came across um, a sweet potato recipe from, what's her name? Reed Drummond. You know, the pine. Oh. That yeah. is literally like dessert. Right? It is. You have got to try. If you haven't Does made melted that, marshmallows, Does it have melted marshmallows on top of it? Oh, no, but it's got mm -hmm. pretty much everything else. It's got like the crumb that you'd have almost like an, on a, um, like a berry crisp. Mm -hmm. And it's got like, you know, butter and the crumb topping and the cake. It's so good. Oh, pecans. Yeah. It is literally yeah. like a dessert. It is so good. That's it's like a coffee cake dessert. crumb on top. Yes. It's like a whole other cake on the top of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the dinner table. It doesn't count as your dessert. Oh, right, right. Dessert yeah. After. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what I can't wait to eat. I'm hungry now. <laughs> So wait, no. I have to ask you this before we move on to the next question, just because it just, oh, I always love this part of Thanksgiving is what is the pie situation in everyone's house? Like what are, what are the staple desserts? Because my, you know, again, with the extra turkey and stuffing that we must provide, we also have to have at least eight pies circling. Uh -huh. Right. Now, I mean, but everybody has their favorites. Some people love pumpkin, some people love the chocolate cream, some people love berries, some people love apples. So it is interesting. I feel like it's not necessary, but at the same time, certain people will only eat certain pie at Thanksgiving. So Alice, what is the pie of choice for in the well, rotation? We have about four of them. So we'll do apple, um, pumpkin. Uh, my mother-in-law does a mincemeat and she's probably the only one that eats it. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes they'll do a chocolate. So there's usually always three, sometimes four. Um, my favorite go-to, I love apple pie and apple crisp, but I love pumpkin pie. I love it. I just love pumpkin pie. And then I'll have a, well, we have a sliver of everything except the mincemeat. I don't, I know there's not meat in it, but the name of it just grosses me right out and I can't even mm -hmm. get past it. So that's what we always have. What about you, Suze? Uh, so we do pumpkin, apple, chocolate. Um, traditionally, when it was, when I was a kid, my grandmother always made mince meat and um, something called plum pudding, which tasted about as good as it sounds. It's like an English Welch. The only thing that was good about it was the icing on the top. Um, I don't even know what's in it. There's definitely plums and other gross Pudding. stuff, but my mom kept up to the tradition for years. The only ones that ate it were her and one of my brothers. Thankfully, we've dropped that because since I host, I don't make that grossness. Uh -oh. But my grandmother, when I was a kid, the only pie I liked was lemon meringue. Mm. So she would make all these desserts. She always made the Love desserts, the but then she would always bring a lemon meringue pie just for me. See, there's always the one... There's always the one special person that needs an extra pie. <laughs> I am special. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? So I actually, I mean, I like, I like all the things you mentioned, um, except I usually go for more like cake. So I like um, a pumpkin roll. You know, it's kind of like the, yeah, y'all yeah, know. Um, so that's kind of my favorite. But as y'all are talking, I just keep thinking about like the recipe boxes and the recipe cards and like how many generations have gone through. It's like I made my mom's this or my grandma's this. And I just think that's so special. Like someday, someday our kids are going to be saying, well, I made my mom's, you know, whatever we made. I just, I love the idea of the tradition that's passing on. Well, yeah. it's funny that you say that, Rachel, because 
two things. One is when I get recipes out now that are older, like even the one you sent me last night, Sue, you know, you can tell it's an old recipe. At, at first glance, I, I, when I'm sharing it with somebody, I'm tempted to rewrite it because it's filled with like food. Right. <laughs> like stained in food. I know. But then yeah. in the same hand, like you're just saying, that's what makes it special. So like yeah. when Sue sent me that last night, I thought my immediate reaction was, oh my gosh, that's, that's so sweet. I love that. But then when I'm doing that, when I'm pulling mine out, I'm rewriting them because I'm embarrassed because they're covered in probably egg, dried egg or flour yeah. or whatever the case may be. Well, you probably couldn't even read it because it's in cursive. And <laughs> I can All barely, my moms are in cursive. I can barely read my mother's cursive. I'm, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is special to have that. Like, I actually would like to take my mom's that her grandmother wrote out. Because that is, that's a cool keepsake. You don't get that anymore. No, no. Nothing like the, the handwritten stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's so special. What yeah. about you, Deb? What's the pie of choice over at the Ostermans? Well, just to continue on that, I wanted to send you, I was going to send my mom's, because um, I have her, she, for my wedding, uh, for my um, bridal shower, everyone that came brought a recipe. So my mom wrote up all of her traditional ones, um, but her cursive, you can only read it if you're in our family. So, <laughs> so I didn't bother. I'm like, she's not going to be able to read this. And if she tries to share it, nobody else will. But so anyways, on that, um, but I love them. I love seeing them. I love seeing her handwriting. And my mom always, for whatever reason, growing up, no matter what she did, and even with my kids now, birthday cards, whatever. She always draws a little bunny after her name. Oh, <laughs> the card has her little bunny on it. Like, that's, that's just so cute. That's so but, nice. So anyways, with dessert, uh, my mother-in-law makes the best apple pie ever. Mm -hmm. um, I am a chocolate person, but her apple pie trumps on Thanksgiving. Um, it's so good. Everybody, everybody loves it. But I always have to make chocolate cream pie too. Mm -hmm. That that's Bruce's favorite chocolate cream pie. And then the kids love that. But everybody has Nani's apple pie. But they always want a slice of um, chocolate pie as well. And then pumpkin. But I'm a huge fan of the pumpkin. And then we make the homemade um, cream for the top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I probably like that part better than the pumpkin. <laughs> Yeah. I love pumpkin and we always have it. Um, <laughs> definitely Nani's apple pie and the chocolate cream are our two, two top ones. Mm. See, I'm, I'm with you. I could have a bowl of whipped cream mm -hmm. with a couple of berries on it, but I like the berry crisp. The girls normally make that because <clears throat> I like a crisp topping, but I do love pumpkin. I think, I don't know what it is about pumpkin. I could have pumpkin roll, pumpkin pie, but I love the flavor of pumpkin and it just yeah. it feels like thanksgiving mm -hmm. more to me than the than having the turkey mm -hmm. but um so what so carrying this discussion on about like foods and all of that what is one tradition or thing that you hope that your children either remember or incorporate in their holidays as adults well we sit around before when we you know sit down for a meal we say grace and stuff and then um, my nephew Ronaldo actually has a, which is really cute. He has a little ceramic bowl. Um, and we used to do this prior, but not as, um, as adorable as this, but he has a ceramic bowl and it has, um, you 
I think everybody's given a corn kernel and then you, you say what you are grateful for that year or something and you put the corn kernel back into, it's kind of neat. But, um, so we do that, we go around the table and stuff and it just kind of grounds everybody and really, I think kind of reminds everybody why we're there, not just to pick out and eat, because that's my favorite holiday, just to sit and gorge myself. But it kind of just grounds everybody and, and kind of reflects on what we're grateful for. And um, But I did see these new things I kind of want to incorporate. They're turkeys. I don't know if you guys have seen them. They're little turkeys you put on the table and they have, um, their wings are um, little paper strips and you write what you're grateful for and you put that on the table so that you know, and it's kind of like a centerpiece. Oh, how nice. Um, it's adorable. That. And that way you, while you're eating your meal, you kind of can look what everybody's grateful for. I think that's. Oh, I want to go find one of those. I've got them at Marshall's. Yeah, can oh you tell God. everybody where you do you know where they are? Or I saw them online. I'll find them and I'll pick them up for you guys. They're awesome. They're really cute. And I just thought it's a nice little tradition for the kids, you know, and, and to keep those tabs and kind of replenish them every year. And then you can kind of look back when they're younger what they were great, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you know, somebody will say the dog or somebody will say um, <laughs> something, but it's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what they're grateful for. I'll and you know what would be really neat? Oh, sorry, Amy. No, I'll, I'll, when you find it and send it to me, in addition to this, I'll link it when I, when the interview comes out. So people, who, if they want to get it, I think that's yeah. really a, a it's really adorable thing. It's adorable. Mm -hmm. You know, what would be really cool too, is then the following year to take out the prior years yeah. strips yeah. and read those yeah. and kind of see where you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's really neat. And it's a nice little centerpiece too. It's cute. Yeah. What about you, Sue? What do you want your kids to either remember or incorporate when they start hosting? Well, mine's not nearly as touching as Alice, so thank you. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a big dud. Um, so it's not even Thanksgiving, it's the, the meal itself, but we always, since I was a kid, again, I don't know, I keep going back to my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my mother, we would all sit around the kitchen table and play games, uh, board games, or we play pitch or, and we would do that. We do it, you know, late into the evening. And I remember being a kid and like these memories are so vivid of just sitting around the kitchen table and it was less about the games, but just the conversation that we would have and the fact that I was a kid and I got to hang out with the grownups and be nosy and listening on their conversation. Cause I was often shoot away. Um, so I love that. I hope my kids continue to do that um it's just uh a nice concentrated time with family that you don't always get so right. everybody yeah, i love that it's nice i love that what about you rachel so our family's big on board games too so i'm glad you mentioned that i hadn't even thought of that but um and we do like all the way starting november 1st we do like a gratitude pumpkin you know because you already have the pumpkins from halloween and so i just sit it, sit it on the table and every day we all as a family write on it like in a sharpie so it's this constant reminder Ooh. all the pumpkin by thanksgiving is just full of you know, gratitude um, and then I actually, so kind of, um, Alice, to kind of piggyback on what you said, I had just read this devotional, and I don't even know where it is to credit the author, but they said they actually, generations ago, they started a journal, a gratitude journal that every Thanksgiving, everybody at the table writes down what they're thankful for. And so they have like, I mean, I don't know how many years, 50 years of people at that table 
that you can look back and see what they were thankful for and how neat it is to look back at your great grandmother and what she said she was thankful for and that they've carried that journal, you know, over the years. And I thought that was just a beautiful idea that I want to start this year for our family. Yeah, that's that. I love that. So yeah. they just take the journal and they just pass it to each person and then you just keep it. And then the next year you just keep doing the same thing. I right. think that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you can look, it's kind of like the recipe box that just keeps yeah. giving. It's like you can keep looking and, and seeing the splatters of food over the years. And um, yeah. I don't know. And even the funny ones like the dog or whatever, but it's still, right. I think that what a great tradition to start. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Deb? I love that too. Um, I think for me, the thing I love the most about um, the holidays is just everyone making a point to get together. Um, you know, sometimes it's not always possible, especially this year. It looks very different this year. But um, I just love that everybody um, makes it a point to get together. And um, we're all just so happy to see each other. And I don't know, it's just, um, I feel the same with Thanksgiving, Christmas, any holiday. Um, we take that busyness out of our life and just reconnect um, and go out of our way to do that. Um, and then also what Sue said, we are huge game people on my side of the family. Um, not so much on Bruce's, but when we get together on my side, games are huge and the big deal was like when you get old enough to graduate up to the pitch table because the kids all play like their games and then the adults are playing pitch and then you know we're, we're all like kind of together and in and out but um and then we play the games with the kids as well but um it's always a big deal when you're old enough to sit at the pitch table mm. with the adults and play so we always just have fun and we just completely bust each other's chops and we're competitive about the guys beating the girls and it's just it's a ton of fun and everyone from my mom to whoever the youngest is that is able to play is there and we all just we just have a ton of laughs and then the younger kids are in and out floating around laughing with us and stuff so that's the kind of stuff I I just love everybody being together and yeah I love, mm -hmm. I love that I love that I think that's, that's funny, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I was thinking of two different things. One is just the intentionality, like you said, of, mm -hmm. of being together. And it kind of almost was like a little bit of what everybody was saying. <clears throat> I love, and I hope my kids do this is make it a priority. Mm, right. Because <clears throat> we've always made it a priority and I, I feel like they will, but you know, it's just something that it's, it's just so nice to do and it does it, it shuts down all the busyness and it lets you just focus on what's really important you know just like alice had said it you know gives you that little bit of kind of shift in perspective like yes this is all fun and we're we're all cooking and and doing all this other stuff but really it's about the you know paying attention and really appreciating the people that are here and some of the people that aren't there you know i mean it's been different for us it'll be different again this year with sam not here but I think even more so to really dig into that. And then the other thing um, that I love is when you talk about what you did it with games with kind of, it was almost like a rite of passage, you know, right. whether you could move up to the game table. Well, for us, it's always been because we posted so many who's sitting at the adult table. 
Mm -hmm. So it's always like I've had the kids a little bit off to the side. So every, any time, and I mean, you know, life happens and, and people over the years have passed away. And so seats have opened just for different reasons. But when the next person up and comer gets to get to that bigger table, it's really a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was like, oh, well, so who's at the big table this year? You know, <laughs> which always makes me laugh. I mean, they're literally sitting adjacent to us at the island. <laughs> they're not like, I'm not putting them outside, but it feels like such a big deal to get, you know, move to that bigger and what seems like a better location with, you know, with all the adults. So, and I think as much as I love Christmas, you know, everybody mm -hmm. loves Christmas and all the other holidays. This is the one holiday we are all at the table together. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Christmas, we kind of, it's broken up a little bit. You know, sometimes um, I always host like Christmas morning, do a different um, breakfast for everybody, but then we are all together for Christmas, but I feel like we're not always sitting at the table to eat. Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of separated a little bit in the same room, but some might have the TV on the older guys and they're eating over there. And, you know, we're still all talking, but we're not all at the same table eating as like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is where we're all sitting down together and we look straight down the table and it's from 90 years old. You know what I mean? To, well, now the, the youngest is five, but I just love that. That's my favorite. You're going to make us tear up, Alice. I already teared up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just turning away for a minute. No. <laughs> because no, it goes I, quick, you know, and, and yeah. like you said, seats open up and, you know. Yeah. It is. That's, I know. I, and I think that that's, life goes so fast. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I honestly, you know, with Blair, even today, turning 22, today's her birthday. It's, I'm like, 22? I know. Like, I remember when Alice and I used to put the girls in the car we used to, you know, we were laughing about it this weekend. We would even go as far as going to the grocery store together and her and Julia and their little car seats and Julia gnawing on pizza bread and <laughs> them just sitting there. Yeah. And I cannot believe it's 22 years later. I know. It's, it's crazy. harder to believe because I'm only 29. I know. <laughs> the math on that is just... Crazy. Somebody but, um, just asked me the other day, they're like, Oh, wait, so how old is your daughter? She's got to be like, you know, like 18, um, you know, like 17, 18. I'm like, She's gonna be 22. My yeah. middle is 18, you know, it's crazy. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. But. So I want to ask you girls uh, one last thing before we wrap it up. And that is to say, what is the most impactful way you've either offered or experienced gratitude? during the holidays? Oh, I don't want to go first. Um, <laughs> Who's ready to go first? Who's ready to go? I got to think about this one. Suze, what about you? Are you ready? Ooh, ooh. Um, give me a sec. I know. This is Rachel, I know Rachel's ready because she probably, she thought about that, I'm sure, yesterday. It was, a hard, it was hard. I mean, I, it was, because it does make you think, gosh, am I doing this right? <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, when I think about, because I actually just, where I'm a writer, I just wrote about, like, the generosity of God, and just thinking about, like, all that he has given us, you know, from creation to people to, um, I don't know, just our abilities and our talents and all that kind of stuff, and, like, in my prayer time, I've been kind of convicted that so often I thank him for what he does for me, rather than for who he is, 
And so I've kind of translated that recently to even the people in my life, like my husband and I mean, just my family and people and friends in general, like, do I really love them? And am I grateful for, for what they do for me <laughs> or am I grateful for just who they are um, in general? And so that's been a personal challenge for me of, of not like this performance driven kind of gratitude, but just um, the being itself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. That definitely makes sense. What about you, Deb? Oh, I don't know. It's so hard. It, it's so tough. I just think that um, it's not one thing. Um, it's hard, I think, with gratitude. I mean, I, I, can, I can now, in a composed manner, say that probably the most impactful way that I've experienced gratitude was after my treatment and having people that not you not I mean, yes, you, the, everybody that's in this group, but people that didn't know me reach out and send cards and bring food. And I'm always blown away by even though that's my personality to extend that. I think it still threw me for whatever reason to have people that didn't know me really reach out out of love and i'm just so grateful for that because you know we see a lot of the i feel like negative stuff it's easy to see that it's easy to hear about that um but when you experience just just you know sheer kindness it, it's so i'm so grateful i'm just it makes me feel good about you know being around the people that i am and even just in my community and all of that, I just, that was probably the biggest impact that I've personally experienced with gratitude. You know, when you're talking about gratitude too, I mean, I think it just is, it's really a choice to like focus on, you know, do we, do we focus on the negative or do we focus on the positive? And then like, there's so many medical studies that say that grat gratitude does something to your brain. I mean, it's like, it's like making new pathways in your brain, new, you know, that that's what, if you start to focus on that, then that's what is always brought to mind rather than, you know, that's what gives you the hope is, is what you're focusing on. I feel like. Right. I, can I just piggyback on that for a second? I feel like, um, for a long time, and I don't feel like I'm a super negative person, but I definitely feel like in the past, the first things that were to come to mind, or maybe the first things I would voice was maybe something negative, not necessarily that somebody do, has done or said, but the way that I received it was negative. Um, and that would be always be the first thing I would voice, you know, whether I was, you know, speaking to Vinny or anybody, I could hear myself and I thought, gosh, I'm sick of hearing myself. You know, and I kind of made a shift and thought, I'm going to hold that in from now on. I'm going to try to hold that in because whether I voice it or not, by throwing that negativity out there, it's not going to change the circumstance and it's not going to change the way that I'm viewing it. It's still going to remain the same. So rather than doing that, I kind of decided to keep that negativity inside of me. It still maybe would frustrate me or bother me, but I was no longer voicing it and I wasn't... I don't know, like making it, um, I don't even know the, the right terminology, but I wasn't voicing it and throwing it out there, you mm -hmm. know, and um, creating more negativity. So for that, I think that's what my shift was. And I 
I think my friends and my core who I've surrounded myself with, you guys, um, brought that out in me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're all positive and we, you know, constantly are raising each other up, you know, and, and if we have a bad day and stuff like that, we looked at each other to raise each other up rather than call and actually speak negative and just, mm -hmm. you know, and that's something I'm very grateful for that we are mm -hmm. that one, you know, circle that I, I am grateful for. Well, I think it's important. I, I think you hit on something really important, which is, you know, <clears throat> what are we putting out there also? You know, we're talking about gratitude and the impact, but when you're spreading gratitude, you can't do that if you're putting out negativity and, and, and sometimes you don't right. realize it. Sometimes it just becomes second nature and it could just be based off circumstance. And so the fact that you were able to kind of catch that and regroup and, and shift your focus on how you're putting that out there is, that's huge. That's, you know, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't make that intentional decision to say, you know, what am I really, am I adding to the problem or am I helping it? And how nice well, to and be right. really Go ahead. You feel it. Right. And, and, and as crazy as it sounds like you feel it, like you, I feel like less weight, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not something like holding you down or driving you down. It's like in the pit in, of your stomach, always that negativity and it could be something ridiculous, but it has a big impact on you. And I feel right. like that positive thinking, it's just like, you feel light, you know what I mean? I feel like a weight has been lifted, which is great. I think um, one of the things I know Amy and I have talked about it before, and I think kind of what you are saying, Alice, is not being reactive um, when people talk to you or just taking a step back, listening, and don't, even when it comes to the kids, you know, if I'm impatient that day or not well rested, I have to remind myself, okay, don't be reactive. Don't say the first thing. Um, on your mind, you know, just be patient, just let it go, you know, and think it through before you um, respond on um, that. And then just to kind of finish what I was saying before these wet, salty things uh, overtook me. <laughs> because we don't cry, Amy, right? That's right. Um, right. No, and, and I'm sorry about that, but just talking about being thankful and all this, and, you know, just thinking about family, it just, it got me a little emotional, but I think the thing I'm most grateful for and is um, just when you make those connections with people. And Amy, like when you and I first met, we made that connection. We both had experienced something in our lives. And um, when you figured that out and you touched base with me, it was something that I didn't talk about with people. And you just went out of your way to make a connection with me. And it just brought peace to me with that situation. So I think um, I'm just very grateful that I have some very good people in my life um, that are just true friends, you know? So I'm done. <laughs> well, thanks, Jeez, Deb. <laughs> um, well, I don't even know what to say to that, Deb. I mean, I, I'm grateful that you were willing to um, talk about that with me. That was diff you know, we both had a, a loss um, early on when we started with kids and all of that. And so, um, but we didn't know each other. Um, I always say it's so funny how Ron connected me to Alice 
Um, Alice connected me to Sue. My writing connected me to Rachel and Addie connected me to Deb. And so I always love how those connections just form something bigger than what we even realize at the time. And so for me, mm -hmm. that's, um, I couldn't be more grateful for that because that's been life-changing. Um, I've been able to learn and grow, I think, from every experience from each, each one of you for sure. And um, I think that's always a gift when you're able to do that as you're going through life, you know, is to have people that you can really count on that not only you can just relate to, but really can just take it to that next level, you know, be a constant and just be there, but lift you up and just, you know, keep helping you show up even when you don't want to. I think that's always a, a real gift. I keep hearing like, be thankful for the people. Like that's what everybody has said today. It's like, we're thankful for people and not the things. And so it's like, why do we not put more emphasis on a daily basis on prioritizing people? And then I'm thinking about, I don't know, just kind of sensitive to maybe someone listening that doesn't have the people, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of loneliness this season, especially, you know, we're, we're not getting together with all of our family this year um, because of the health concerns and like my, my grandmother's in the nursing home alone, you know, I think it's like, how do we reach out to, to those people to tell them that we're thankful for them too, you know, that don't have a group like we do. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I think you're right. I think it's a good time to be thinking about that. What ways can we re be reaching out to the people that we do love and let them know that. I think that the hardest thing, and I just did a video for Ron's 50th, which you know, most of you know, I think Rachel knows too. And one of the reasons I, and I did it two years ago for my dad's 80th. And the reason I even started doing that was because I had gone to a funeral um, a few years before that. And it made me feel obviously sad because it was a funeral, but more sad that I wasn't sure if all the wonderful things that had been said that this person knew. And so at that time, I just remember thinking, you know, I'm going to just start telling people exactly how I feel about them because, and that's why I made my dad's video. And that's why I made, and it, and it seems almost like overkill because you're having people get on and just kind of give good wishes, but really that that's the purpose behind it is to just let people know that you're grateful for them now. It always makes me feel bad when I, and I, I mean, I'm, I hope and pray that those people knew that, but on the slim chance that they didn't ever hear somebody have to say, you know, something that really meant something or whatever, I guess I just don't want to do that. You know, so I think it's important for us, like you said, Rachel, to think about how we can let the people that we know that we can't spend the time with that we love them and miss them and are grateful for them i think that is important maybe to let people know how we feel about them while they're still here right i struggled with this last night um a lot and i was talking with joe my husband about it and i said you know and <sighs> i feel even bad saying this out loud um almost the opposite of you al which it's awful because normally I'm very kind of grit through positive and there's just been a lot of, you know, for everybody, um, the last several months. And, um, I said to Joe, it's not that I'm not, 
I am well aware of all the things I have to be grateful for. Um, very, very aware. Yet, I still feel um, just sort of frustrated and frustrated that I'm frustrated because that's unlike me to not kind of um, look for the silver linings and, and you know, and I'm, and as we talked, I said to him, you know, I have so much to be grateful for. So shame on me for allowing myself to maintain this feeling. And he said, well, Sue, he said, I think you're confusing gratitude with happiness. And he said, you could be grateful every day, but that doesn't mean you're happy every day. He said, I don't think the intention of life is to be happy every day, but it's to show up and it's to know your purpose. And I said to him, well, you should probably get on the Zoom call tomorrow then instead of me, because obviously you're better at this. <laughs> oh, Joe, where's Joe? Joe. Joe. I mean, I read your thing and I was like, well, forget it. Okay, so let year. me stop you right there because you guys are saying, I didn't even read the thing. I didn't even know the questions today. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck were they reading? This is how it shows you that. You didn't read your work. You I did not read my work. homework. I did not do my homework. Oh, the electronic mail. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read it. I got on today and, and clicked the link. That was all I did. <laughs> I just thought that was a really good point because I think when we're struggling personally, you know, I think everybody is, has, it's a good reminder that, you know, being grateful and being happy aren't synonymous and don't have to be. Um, and I think if you lose one for a bit, you know, they don't all have to go away. And, um, you know, it actually made me feel less guilty about myself because I was getting mad at myself, which always helps the situation. Um, but it's just interesting food for thought. I think that that's a great point. And I think I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because I'm sure you're not the only one and we've all had moments and seasons where that is the case. You are, you know, I mean, I, I try to, in a habit, when I say my prayers at night, the first thing I say is thank you. I, I try to do that. That doesn't mean every day is a good day. But, and I think that's really important that you said that because I didn't even think about that, but I, but I'm glad that you pointed it out because I, there's no reason to feel guilty for that. That's just living life. That's just the way life is. You know what I mean? And I think that if you disregard your feelings, that that's not going to be helpful either. Um, and that doesn't have anything to do with being grateful for the life that you have. It's just sometimes... Yeah seasons in life are difficult and you have to and, yeah. and sometimes just showing up is the, is the gratitude piece right just being able to show up i mean on a bad day you know that that's something to just be grateful for and that's still means something i was last night um we enzo loves christmas lights so people are starting to put out their christmas lights and stuff he loves halloween he loves anything about the cheesier the better he likes anything <laughs> big on the porches you know he loves that stuff so anyway as we were driving through the neighborhood i was thinking you know how many older people live in this neighborhood that aren't going to see their family for thanksgiving or are going to be stuck in till christmas you know what i mean and i felt bad and i thought to Vinny, i said why don't we get a group of us, like adults and children and stuff, and go Christmas caroling? Aww. Why don't we knock on their doors and just give them a little cheer? You know what I mean? Like, 
And Enzo's like, what do you mean Christmas care? What does that mean? So I said, <laughs> we can have hot chocolate and we can bring some candy canes and maybe we can even bring them a treat, something to brighten up their day and just sing Christmas songs. I said, I think that that would be great. And it's, I think it would be nice for the kids to see that too. So that's what I'm trying to do. Oh, I love that. everybody together because yeah. there's so many older people that live around us. And I thought just to kind of, you know, make them smile for whether it's five minutes, you know, and, and see somebody, you know, some, some people go days without seeing anybody, you know? Right. So anybody's welcome to do it if you want to do it. I love that. Love that. We used to do so that when fun. we were little, little, but then it was like a lost art. Nobody did that anymore. Yeah. It was like, I just thought how fun, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so what? And Vinny goes, don't you think that if we go Christmas caroling, somebody needs to know how to sing? And I said, who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? No. Background music. No. Who cares? But I thought that the older generation, the older people would get a kick. Mm -hmm. First of all, out of seeing adults doing it, but who doesn't love little kids singing and right. stuff? They would love it, you know? So when I lived in Ohio, we did that and it was so fun. There was I like six, we had like six or seven families and like 35 kids and people loved it. Yeah. it, it and we passed out. Um, oh, I, you know what? We made, um, sugar cookies and then we individually wrapped them in like little cellophane with little bows oh, nice. we passed uh, passed them out at each house um yeah that was really fun yeah so, so you I'm could pass those out at my house i'm only a few houses down <laughs> i know i want some sugar cookies oh good start <laughs> on that today. and turkey and <laughs> i love that alice i think that that is an awesome idea Oh my God, I would love you it. Have the, you have the perfect neighborhood for that. Maybe. Yeah, so I mean, and not just people in the neighborhood. If we can even just, you know, Deb, you with your family. Okay, I can see Bruce and Vinny singing, really, but oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> they could be in the background. Spike your hot cocoa. I don't even care. Just come on out. Just can uh, carry boombox on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, Rachel, you'll have to fly in for this, you know. Kids, you I know? know. I need to move to your all's neighborhood. Yes, <laughs> you know. You can quarantine with us for 14 days. So just yeah. <laughs> come on over. So anyway, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to do it in between Christmas and Thanksgiving sometime, um, you know, and try to figure it out. But I thought that that would, uh, it'd be nice for the older dad. And it, it only oh, triggered man. it because I had to go next door um, to a family that are thinking of selling their house and they're older and they're retired. And she said, and, and she had tears in her eyes and she just said, we're lonely. We don't have family here and um, our family lives down south and my kids live down south and we're lonely. You know, we don't have right. a lot going on around here. We love the area, but, and I just thought, how sad they just sit in that house, you know, and luckily she has a spouse, but some people don't, you know, right. and I thought I'm going to do something to kind of brighten them up a little, even if they laugh at us, I don't even care. It's something I love that. And, and you know what, you know what they're going to love the most. It doesn't matter if it's adults or children. I think they're just going to love the outreach, just the yeah. connection <laughs> with somebody. Like you said, people need to connect with people. Yeah. That's not natural to just yeah. be in isolation forever and mm -hmm. to never connect. I mean, remember when you and I used to regularly go to the Y, Mm -hmm. Half of it was, yeah, we would go and get a workout in, but half was seeing the community of, you know, older, older people that were there. Like yeah. that was their lifeline. Yeah. Going I know. And, you know, yeah. Um, they yeah. counted on that. That's mm -hmm. just where they communicated. And I don't know. So I think that that's a great idea. Deb and I will definitely be on it. She'll wear yeah, the reindeer. Touch base. At the very least, Alice, you can say Gloria. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gloria was Alice's signature song when she was a young girl. She's I can moonwalk going down the hill too. 
<laughs> she can moonwalk. I will give her that. Yeah. Uh, well, ladies, I probably should let you all go, but thank you so much for sharing your Thanksgiving and gratitude and all of that. And I'm going to share recipes with everybody that's listening when I air this. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time. You. So, Thank and you. I'm grateful for all of you. Yes. Grateful for you. Grateful for you guys. Have a nice Thanksgiving, Rachel. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Right, I'll talk to you guys Bye. later. Bye. Well, that's it for us today. Next week, we're going to be continuing our holiday discussion with food blogger, Claire Palmer. Claire's also going to be sharing some incredible recipes, so look forward to that. In the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Don't forget to live your life on purpose, and God bless.